Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. So I was uh, I was out drinking last night, mm-hmm. uh, and before you be like, where was my invite? I left my phone at home. I wasn't going to. I don't know, Jaquise. Uh I was comfortably on the couch, chilling. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be that tweet. There's going to be that tweet later. <laughs> that tweet later at 2 a.m., the Jaquise tweet of like, damn, all my friends be out, but where am I? <laughs> 2 a.m., I'm sleeping, nigga. <laughs> now, nah, if it was 8 p.m. <laughs> but I was out drinking, and then, do you know July? Do I know July? Yeah. Oh, yeah, July Diaz. Yeah. yeah. I was like, like the month we're in? Yeah, yeah I know July. <laughs> uh, he was just sitting, like, on the, like, not dancing with us. Like, we were all dancing and shit. He was just sitting on, like, you know, one of them side couches that they'd be having at bars. And he was just not moving. And I was like, oh, this nigga's really not having fun. And then out of nowhere, they played this one track. And my nigga, he jumped up and started dancing so lively in a way that I've never seen. Because, you know, July, he's like a really quiet, silent dude. And I don't know what, I don't even know what song it was, but he just got up and was like, y'all not dancing to this? And started doing his big-ass dance all around the club to the where the club literally split in half. And he was just dancing in the oh, middle. He was in the like, middle. It was like an eighties movie. Have you ever soul trained? Have you soul trained? I mean, back in my heyday, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of this and that. <laughs> Dude, I, I, the only time I've ever soul trained or got that circle going was at my at Jess's like cousin's Jewish wedding. Oh, of course. And I was the only. You black were the only one black there. person. Of course. I was the only black one there. Of course. Of Maybe course. it was half a other yeah. black person. And <laughs> I mean, and a yeah, 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 a quarter. <laughs> they had black shoes on, and then I got in that middle, and of course, you know, I was I was the dancing monkey in the circle of white people. But you know what? It, I don't know. Sometimes I think you just gotta do you, because I've seen Ronnie do that before. Like you know, Ronnie at a party is always in the corner, but then they started playing bizarre love triangle one time, and I literally saw Ronnie come to life and just start dancing in the middle of this circle of wow. all these white people screaming the song of Ronnie dancing. Yeah. I think sometimes if you're just doing you, like, you know, you can't overthink it. You can't overthink it. I mean, and also, look, as much as we hate it, sometimes we love that admira- that adoration. That mm. that adoration of everybody is looking at you. Yeah. And all eyes on you. Me and Amon do a bit where we say if you go to any white person and you start moving your hands in any way when you're dancing, they'll copy you no matter what you're doing. So me and Amon <laughs> will be doing, like, the wackiest shit with our arms and literally white people will just start copying us and we're just mm. laughing to ourselves. That's me. been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are just really testing an old, tested theory. Yeah. <laughs> they just go, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is how we dance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Except for, like, sports. Like, didn't, oh, what, like, what sport was created by white people that brown and black people made better? All of them, yeah. Just about all of them, but no. But see, I don't know. I don't know. Like, see, I don't know it. We don't know the creation story of a lot of sports. But there was black dudes playing hockey in Canada, like way, right. way, way back in the day. But obviously, didn't get no love and kind of just said, "Fuck exactly. it, we're gonna move on to other shit." Yeah. Oh, wait, am, am I allowed to? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hop on in. Yeah, yeah. Hop yeah. On in. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Let but, your curse flag fly. But yeah, so you know, I think. But who really knows, man? Because Thomas Edison gets a lot of credit for inventions that he wasn't really getting off. He was just yeah. co-signing on them and, and taking yeah. them through. So who really knows who made what? Man, if we had an actual... That's the only reason I wish there was life after death. Well, you know, so we can find out shit. 
that we don't know. I don't know, nigga. I think there's a lot of reasons why I wish there was life after death. <laughs> I mean, so I can see my grandpa. So, uh, <laughs> no, nigga, no, nigga. I just want to know the secrets. I want to know the secrets, man. Uh, but like, uh, <laughs> no, I think. Well, I, I mean, Jakeesy, we we don't know a lot about how a lot of these sports are created. Like we hear the original story, but like this, like the hockey story. Oh, okay, yeah. Or. Like, you hear basketball was created in Canada by, you know... James Naismith. No, yeah. it was. But was it? First of all, is James Naismith... What is he? Is he white or black? He's white. He's white, dude. Okay. But maybe he stole that shit. But that's when that's the thing. When you hear these stories that nobody ever talks about, you know how the game like telephone works. By the time that shit gets around the whole circle, it's completely changed. That's right. true. So he might have seen some other niggas hooping. Like, right. I'm, about to, I'm about to go ahead and just finesse this and take this over to the YMCA <laughs> yeah, and really yeah, see yeah. what's cracking. Yeah, that's true. And then he brings it over there. It's like language, lingo, all that type of shit. Who gets that's credit true. for it versus who actually really started saying it. Yeah. And the only reason why I don't think he would have made that up is because his original version of basketball is so trash. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun at all. <laughs> Wait a minute, what is the original version? It's of like they're playing with like peach baskets and you didn't have to dribble. Like you could literally just right. walk and then throw it into the peach basket and yeah. the peach basket didn't have holes in it. Yeah. So you had to go in and pick the ball out. Yeah. And then so it was trash. Can you imagine a learning curve when like <laughs> dribbling was introduced? Of course, for sure. And niggas was like, What? Yeah. I gotta do what with this ball? <laughs> Not only that, but like the same thing happened like when niggas came in the league and they started di- dribbling in between their legs, and white people were just like, What do you mean? What? Yeah. yeah. Dribbling is only so you can move back. What is all these tricks? What is a crossover? Like, it, like it just fucked them up. That shit is wild. Uh, I mean, let's be real, though. The only true former basketball player in this room is one person. I'm sorry, Edgar. I know you used to play. I used to play, but I never. I didn't go far. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You went, you went, through, you went to high it school. It stopped that senior year. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I broke a record at my school, but whatever. What? What? Real record. I've, I dropped fifty points on a team. Now, did that team only have five people on it? One hundred percent. But look, when you tell when you tell these stories in life, as you get older, you just start leaving those parts out. <laughs> exactly. Because like, who's really gonna go do the research exactly. on it to find? Oh yeah, exactly. like twenty niggas, fifty, whatever. Yeah. Right. Some right. of them were league. I can't remember their names, but <laughs> exactly. You know, I was taller than all of them by about two feet, but still. Bro, you can I also dropped, leave that out. You can I be did. like, I was dunking on niggas. I was about to get 60, then my coach benched me. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all win, though? Of course we won. All right. Because you know how trash that would be if you scored 50 and y'all lost. I mean, that happens all the time in the NBA. Yeah, yeah but again, in high, yeah, you don't got to mention that part of the story. I gave him 50. <laughs> if somebody asked what was the score, I don't even remember. No, I, just, no, I, don't remember, <laughs> no, I don't remember, man. I know it was 50 high. 51 50. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the nigga at the end and he hit the free throw. <laughs> that shit would be wild. Oh, uh, we got somebody in the room who I am a fucking huge fan big of. Big fan of, big uh, fan I of. put people on to him you as well. You put me on. I put you on, I put me side on. Uh, I was like, yo, go follow this dude. And I, to me, he said he doesn't want us to call him this, but fuck it, I'm going to call him the king of NBA Twitter. The comedy version. Because yeah, you one know, of the like, sacks. It's like Seven Kingdoms. I'm, single, I'm, I'm running one of them. Yeah, yeah. You're running one of them. Because it's NBA fashion. It's like the actual league news and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But comedy comedy NBA, my man got it on lock. Say what's up to Josiah Johnson, creative legend of Chamberlain Heights on Comedy Central. What's up, man? How you doing, bro? Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. Man, this is dope, man. I've been, uh, I, I've always been on you. But I think the one video I was like, this dude is a fucking legend, was uh, March 6th, which was, I forget which day it was. Was it Jordan Day or some shit like that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But you created a video as Jordan 
congratulating LeBron. Oh, for when LeBron him broke, thir- oh, yeah, yeah, broke yeah. the scoring record. You was yeah. like, and, and on LeBron Day, 3 6, which is your finals record, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I fell over laughing at that shit. That shit was so funny, man. Uh, we said we were talking like there's other there's other people on the NBA Twitter world and the comedy world who yeah. who are doing like, dope like, shit. Like but, they're due to like you know be like this is how Steph shoots or how yeah. Steph dribbles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> But what I like about your videos is that you're just taking the actual footage and you're adding these way crazy comedic takes to it. But what I also but on top of that. They ring so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like especially when you're doing like the KD Draymond fights and all that. I was yeah. like, this is probably what they were actually saying. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, man. You know, I mean, look, we see those things and like I got experience in voiceover actually doing a show for Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other dudes doing it, but I'm just like, look, man, I like to have fun. Those shits take me like five to ten minutes to do. I try yeah. to just keep them, you know, you guys are writers, you got you guys working again. Like just try to keep my mind fresh, sharp, see what people are talking about, yeah. and do the shit unfiltered. So it's literally I ain't got no writer's room, I ain't got nobody. You know, telling me I can say this, that, or whatever. So sometimes it's just out of pocket, more times than not. <laughs> but it's just like, look, it's creative release outlet for me. I just like making shit. Like, yeah, you know I, what I like, too? That you're fucking prolific as shit. Yes. When the Kawhi and all the free well, agency shit happened, I swear that night you dropped 45 videos. <laughs> <in five. laughs> so, true true I story. I loved it, dude. I was I in Iowa. It. I'm literally chilling in Iowa uh, at my fiance's parents' crib. Waiting for this news to drop, but like you know, it's probably like the second day or third day or something. Maybe second, no, the same night as the uh, the, the earthquake. So yep. like with the fifth, yeah, fifth of July. I'm sitting there, uh, like literally about to close my eyes. But Woj and LeBron are the only two people I got alerts for. Mm-hmm. I close my eyes, pop open, and then I see the uh, the Paul George tweet first. I'm just like, okay, that's that's a solid move. Then like right after Woj and uh, Chris Haynes dropped the Kawhi to the Clippers, I'm just like, oh shit, like it's like you know, if you work in a fire department, it's just like a cold red. You got to yeah. get up. Mm-hmm. Go. I'm like, all right, let me start figuring some shit out because I think a lot of people like that work at bigger companies, they have stuff ready to go yes. with all these contingencies. Yes. Where I'm just right. like, look, when news drops, I see it. Let me just try and get in the game, get in the discussion, and then shit will just pop in my head. So I just try and drop like it's mainly like pop culture relatable clips that everybody can just look and laugh at. Yeah. yeah. Everybody recognizes and like, all right, let me just go. Like, let me let me let me try and, you know, get in here while everybody's still sleeping. Right. Well, dude, when that news dropped, I was about to go to sleep yeah. and I stayed up for another two hours. I, yeah, I woke up because my the, I was in Texas and I was, so I was dead asleep, but the lights on the phone just kept hitting my eyes. I was like, what's going on? I looked and and then I, I told Jaquise this, that yeah, this yeah. nigga from the Clippers texted me and was just like, you ready to buy them tickets? <laughs> right. This nigga is up at 1 a.m. texting everybody. Nigga, I know you ain't sleep. I know yeah. you ain't sleep. You ready to buy them tickets? Probably one of the hypest days. Because we all knew AD was coming. We knew KD was going and uh, Kyrie were going to the Nets. We all knew that. But when yeah. Kawhi, and we all thought, look, I thought Kawhi was coming. I thought Clippers would probably be my dark horse for Kawhi just because I thought LeBron should have went to the Clippers. Just with less pressure, less stress. Yeah. You're in LA still. Steve Ballmer's got super bread. Yeah. You know, from a financial standpoint. But, you know, he chose the Lakers. I'm rolling with it. But when Kawhi did that, it was like, damn. Like, I think from where Kawhi started in training camp, we're getting clowned for the laugh and kind of that whole thing he had with the Spurs the last season. Mm-hmm. Or is he injured or not or whatever, whatever. For him to just win it, win the ring and then to say, fuck it, I'm going to LA. I'm going to change the NBA. Like, yeah. after winning a ring, is probably, you know, we've never seen that. And like Jordan never just dipped after a finals right. win. Yeah, LeBron lost that year after he dipped. But for Kawhi to pull that, he just showed you who who's really like he just on some straight King mafia did. shit. Yeah, King Le- man left LeBron hanging, had them all thinking he was going there, had the Raptors thinking he was coming back all the while trying to get the Clippers to get Paul George. And but, then we find out that that's yeah. what the holdup was. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't even like he was making decisions. He was like 
I made my decision. Yeah, I'm out. Y'all niggas do what y'all got to do. And the fact that he, it was always going to be the Clippers and like the like on the, the holdup was just like him asking Paul, him asking Kevin, him yeah. asking Kyrie. Like he was just like, which nigga am I taking with me to yeah. the Clippers? I'm already going to the Clippers. Yeah. It's, it's who's coming. It's Shit really just wild. like Clippers. Y'all get this done. I'm rolling. Like if you're yeah. the Clippers, of course you're gonna make that blockbuster trade. Of course. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. This is our one, you know, our one chance to be like they had the uh, the CP3 Blake DeAndre squad and they went far. But this is like a whole other level now. Obviously, it was two real hood niggas just ready to go. Paul George, two inland empire right. niggas. I say like for people who are from LA in this area who understand what that means. Mm-hmm. No nonsense. These dudes don't fuck around. No. Paul George from Palmdale, that's just another type of different breed type of nigga out there. And Kawhi mm-hmm. being from the Riverside, Moreno Valley area, like, he's about that. They, like, yeah, they make those dark business deals at Alberto's. Exactly. Like, yeah. niggas ain't about, you know, Kawhi got spot, I want to say, like, the AM, PM hours before the trade went through. Mm. <laughs> just getting with it, you know what I mean? But yeah. just on some regular shit. I saw him in Vegas, like, right when, after they won the championship. I was staying at Encore with my boo. I walk in the, uh, the lobby. He's out there. I'm like, wait, who's this nigga with New Balances? And Braves, like, like, oh, shit, this motherfucker Kawhi out here getting it in. So, I think, yeah, for he's going to bring, with him and LeBron and AD and Paul George going to bring to L.A., Bro, it's going to be the most crackingest time since I've been alive. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's been some cracking times in L.A., but now we're every team from, from the Lakers all the way to Sierra Canyon, you know, yeah. it's just like shit. Like, and not only basketball. I mean, and literally every sport, yeah. L.A. has some popping teams. Yeah, I for mean, sure. Like I Kings, watched the, the Kings just won a Stanley Cup like two, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, I watched the soccer, that's the, the L.A. showdown of the soccer match yesterday. Yeah. I was like, these are two popping teams. Like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, dude. The host, I mean, so literally, you know, these are kind of like those perfect storms for this city where literally everything just from a hustle, creative, whatever standpoint, is just going to be jumping again. So I'm excited, man. Like, yeah, I've been been here all my life. It's, yeah, this shit is not, you know. Well, let me ask you this. Cracking. Let me ask you this. All right, so you, you're you L.A. native, right? Yeah. You used to play for UCLA. Yeah. Uh, so, like, literally, your, your basketball alliances or your basketball life has been Los Angeles. For sure. So, but here's one thing that is, like, I'm from Chicago, and I grew up during the Jordan time. So it was very easy for me because he was the best player in the league yeah. and he was playing in my city. It was it's very easy for me to just be like, I'm a Bulls fan, and I'm only a Bulls fan. Yeah. I had the best player. They were winning, and it was in my city, right? But other people like Carl, for instance, right? Where he grew I mean, he grew up here, but, like, when he was younger, Mississippi and He was shit, moving they, around a he lot. He was moving around. You don't really have – and when he was here, when he was younger, the Lakers weren't. Great. Yeah, for sure. So you don't have that, like, yo, not only am I a fan of this team, but the best player in the NBA is on my team, too. Like, I was, where do your allegiance, where do your, where does, where does your allegiance stand? Are you a Lakers fan or are you just like, a, I'm a star fan? Like, I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan, first and foremost. I was a Clipper fan all my life, but that proved to be uh, very unfruitful. Like, yeah. my pops played for the Clippers back in the day, so I was rolling oh, with wow. them, you know, all the nasty years when you could roll up into the uh, sports arena. You know, get a ticket for like three bucks. Like, get him, you know, mercy back those days, you know, just you know. <laughs> so I've been, I've been rolling with the Clippers. But the thing is, uh, when LeBron came in the league from day one, I'm like, yo, this dude is the next one. Just just seeing how he moved in high school and kind of how he operated. So when he came to the Lakers, I had to disavow my, my allegiance to the Clippers and go ahead and move on to mm-hmm. the Lakers. It is cool. It's been all right so far. Obviously, we, we, we didn't make the playoffs last year, but it's tough. So can I, can I ask you a question? Because yeah, I kind of have like a theory in that, like, I think that in today's NBA, it's. I don't think it's smart to be a fan of a team. Like I think that like yeah. with players having this much power, like let it, like I, I I think this off season for me, I'm a, I'm born and raised Knicks fan, and just like you, I I was a Knicks fan when shit was trash. Yeah, like you know exactly. what I mean? Because it's always been trash since like the 70s. So, but 
looking at how fucking stupid they were this offseason, I'm like, I don't know if I can continue this. Like, I don't know yeah. if I can continue liking this team. I feel bad for y'all too, man, because as Knicks fans, you guys obviously being in one of the biggest markets in the league, or maybe the biggest, I don't even know, you guys deserve to have a you know a quality squad. Of course. And I feel like KD and Kyrie got y'all hopes up, and, and I was hoping they went. Like, there, was, there was a point when I hope LeBron went to the Knicks. It just felt like... You know, if you're going to go one of these marquee franchises, go to one of these type of squads. And I feel like y'all deserve so much better as fans. You know, people in New York are great. It's a great city to go turn up in. And to have that nastiness with your, like, franchise squad, you know, it's just like shit. I mean, I experienced it with the Clippers, but at least once Donald Sterling's ass got out of there, and y'all, y'all are dealing with that right now with James Dolan, it's like, yeah. get the motherfucker out of here, bro. Like, get somebody in here who wants bro, to. I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm praying that every day somebody just finds, like, Mein Kampf, like, in his yeah. drawer or something like that. Like, it's, and, <laughs> and it's not that far, you know, it's not that far-fetched with kind of the shit he's done in, in, yeah. in the past few years. But it's just like, man, get. Y'all deserve so much better, man. I, I feel I feel y'all pain because I don't, yeah. I got no beef with y'all because it's just y'all ain't y'all. You know, we yeah we can't have beef with nobody. Exactly. We hate shit. Like but, yeah, I, I, our biggest pickup was what's his fucking name from Pelicans? Uh, uh, Julius Randle. Who I think is a, honestly that they got a great move. I think they brought in like four power forwards was the yeah. only questionable thing. But bringing in Julius Alonzo Trier is gonna get buckets and go hard. I'm, I hope he stays around. there. But then when you look across the bridge and you see what them niggas got, yeah, you're just yeah. like, come on, that's man. gonna be tough, dude. <laughs> and, that's and, and, that's bro, tough, bro. I'm I'm following KD because you know KD my favorite player ever. Yeah. So like I'm I'm just I I just don't see the point in liking teams anymore because people just aren't gonna stay around on teams that much yeah. longer with this much power. It's weird though. I I still see the point in liking teams, but I also and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Edgar. No, but yeah, for you, I think basketball is like your only sport. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Where for me, like, I'm also a Cubs fan. I'm also a Bears fan. Yeah, like, sure. so for me, I, I mean, still I got the Yankees have... updates on my phone. <laughs> but you don't like. But see, you got. But both of y'all got squads that y'all can rock with. Even if the Bulls and the Knicks aren't really, you know, playing up to to par. Like, yeah. I have other squads you can roll right. with yes, there exactly. that are still doing things. Yes. Right. But you're a Chicago guy through and through. I'm a Chicago guy through and through. You like every Chicago. You watch but, almost every Chicago sport. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'll watch hockey if the Blackhawks are. But, but you in a Bears game guy. Seven of the yeah, Stanley sure. Cup. Yeah, but you a Bears. But I'm a Bears guy. I'm a Cubs guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But NBA is the only sport where I will follow other teams. Yeah. I don't follow other teams. Because the Bulls is trash. I mean, but even when the Bulls are good, like NBA just leads itself for you to follow players more than other fucking sports. I mean, this year it's literally like 14 teams that I'll, like, you know, in years past, maybe five, maybe six. Like, you're obviously going to rock with the Warriors. I'm saying that games were on TV. Yeah. Right. Where now it's like, you know, there's never really going to be a game that you're not going to want to watch, even like bro. the, the yeah, lower bro. level stuff. So I think it's great. It's a great time for hoops in general. Oh, man. Parrot, like there's actual parrot. Yeah, for sure. Like, bro. I don't know who, everybody's, everybody, like literally when Westbrook getting traded to the Rockets is like the fifth or sixth biggest free agency story. I mean, you just know, like, damn, shit's about to be really cracking. Yeah, that I think, like, uh, uh, 538, that Nate Silver's website, yeah. like, the highest rated team for percentage to win the championship was 24%. And I was like, that's crazy. That's yeah. the highest. For sure. Because Warriors were, like, chilling at, like, what, like, 60 and stuff like that. Everyone's like, oh, they're so most likely to win it. And now the highest is 24. Like, yeah. that just shows you. Who was it? Was it the Lakers? No, it was. Uh, it was either the Lakers it was the or the Rockets. Clippers. Rockets? 538 has the Rockets at the highest chance of winning. And look, everybody thinks that uh, Harden, Harden and Westbrook ain't going to get along, but you're they talking about two more LA dudes. Like, yeah. they're not, there's tons of buckets to be gotten between those two dudes. Now, the rest of the squad may have some issues. That's that's, <laughs> what, that's what worries me, bro. That's what I always think about is like, who else is on that squad? Yo, that's what but, I think about the Lakers. I'm like, who else is on that squad? But that backcourt scoring 90 but We're getting, but, and, I'm, and I'm passing to you because you're, you're easy dime for me. You're going to pass to me. So I'm an easy dime for you. I'm curious to see how Westbrook's jumper translates in that D'Antoni offense. There's one thing about D'Antoni. He likes juicing the numbers. So he's yes. trying to put up 130, 
So as a basketball player, that's like the ideal, you know, like, look, get buckets, don't really trip on defense. I think that's the perfect mode. Now it's can they keep up and keep pace with all these other squads. Well, what do you think about, like, Chris Paul, who I think made a really good point, which is like, look, man, I get it, James. You're the greatest ISO player we've ever seen. Yeah. But you need ball movement to be winning out in these playoffs. And then for them to say, nah, fuck you, and they get another very great ISO player. I think Chris Paul's got a, a super bad rap just even the past couple of years. Like, literally, they were up 3-2 on the Warriors the year you hurt his hamstring. So, mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, he's gotten hurt a lot of times in the postseason, which is stuff you can't control. So I'll never knock a guy for that. I think CB3 still has a ton left in the tank, but he's kind of got this negative perception now. And look, he's a difficult type of dude to play with. So is LeBron. So is a lot of dudes in the league. Yeah. But, you know, he has had a, a level of success. And you just think, like, look, if he, if he went to the Lakers way back, which it may be a whole oh, other story right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, rings. He's got whatever. Now he's kind of like the, the, the point guard version of Charles Barkley, where he's become this journeyman that can do it. But it's like, yo, you can't get over the hump. Yeah. So yeah. I feel bad for the dude. But so you also, don't think that the Rockets, like, shouldn't, like, do you think the Rockets should have made that move for ball movement? Or do you think, like, this double, you, you believe that this doubling down on ISO is going to work? I think that putting Westbrook and Harden together, two dudes who like playing with each mm-hmm. other, like, you know, grew up in the same neighborhood, they're not really tripping on all that. Both of them like to get triple doubles. Yeah. My only thing I'm worried about is Westbrook consistently knocking down jumpers, which I've seen him do at various points in his life. He's kind of straight away from that. When he was younger, he had that 15, 17 footer just oh, on yeah. lock, like that little. You know, pump like watch those old OKC tapes. Yeah. He, he could hit that mid-range for sure. So for somewhere, I don't know where he's gone wrong, so I'm hoping he gets with, with the shot doctor and gets his joints right. But we'll see, man. I think I think it's not going to be as bad as everybody thinks. I think those dudes like, like ball movement, like to play, and they're playing in an offense that's designed for – it's like kind of like LMU way back in the day, yeah. probably before y'all, y'all time when like Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball. But just the way they was going up, they were putting up like 140 points on dudes in 20-minute college games with a 45-second shot clock. You know what I mean? So if you really break that down, like it's but right. you know, and being successful, got to the elite eight shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just but just getting like go bucket. Yeah. Somebody pull and for as a hooper, it's like yeah, great. I don't gotta you know dribble the air out of the ball for twenty four seconds. Like oh, I'm gonna get a bucket. But I'm curious to see. Like I'm not hundred percent sold. I think look, CP three and James. You can see it last year. They weren't really getting along. There was it was turning. It was kind of like how KD and oh, Russ yeah. looked. In years past, it's like you knew the shit wasn't gonna work. And- oh yeah, they were <laughs> never on the court at the same time. Like literally when. Uh, Chris would check in. James was like, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> like, yo, is there a seat on the bench for me or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So before before we kind of wrap up talking about current basketball, current NBA right now, I just got to know because one thing I like about you is you're a clear LeBron fan, yeah. man. But you won't. You're not scared to like still get in on the joke with him. Yeah, for uh, sure. That's I like, count, I, look, bro. I think you guys work in comedy. You understand, like, yeah. Like, there's a limit, and believe me, I've done some out of pocket shit even recently that I, I feel bad about. But but. In like humor. what? Which one? And I just had some. I'm not even gonna talk, but okay, like, I cool, put cool, some cool. shit up, and it was like, yo, not, people came at me like, yo, dog, you're out of pocket with this one. I was okay. like, yeah. it's been happening a few times, but it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Out and yeah. I just deleted real quick. Tweet was performing very well, but I'm just like, look, I'm not, I'm it's not, not worth it. I don't want that on my soul, but uh, I'll clown anybody. So LeBron, the thing about me too is like, look, I'm gonna clown LeBron now because when he wins, like, it's gonna be a lot of hurt feelings. Like, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. stop, but. Y'all see, like, it's going to be relentless in terms of the heat I'm going to be bringing in celebration <laughs> oh, of LeBron. Man. A lot of niggas going to block me. It's going to be a lot of, like I said, a lot of hurt feelings. So I try and get it off now to say, look, like, we can all joke. Like, as a Hoopers in the locker room, we all clown each other, whether it's hairlines, whatever it may be. You're gonna, you, you know, y'all get at each other, but it's all love. So now with, with my comedy, it's like I can't – if I'm a clown Westbrook, I'm a clown CP3, I'm a clown Steph and the Warriors, I'm a clown Kawhi, I'm a clown whoever, I got to clown LeBron too. I can't – You're equal opportunist. He's a clownable. Like, yeah. if, in their situations yeah. to clown, I'm like – there's a lot of shit about LeBron that's clownable. It's like, okay, Very I'm, much so. yeah, you know, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have fun he's a with. Sens- it. Yeah, like he's like a not a sensitive dude. It's like he's soft, but like 
He yeah. definitely shows how he feels a lot. Like especially like on Twitter, LeBron nowadays, you get to see like the dude. The dude sees everything. Like, yeah. As much as we like to like the dude is literally in his spare time. League dude's got a lot of free time. Yeah. He's in his mansion just like all of us looking yeah. and seeing. What he's yeah. not responding, but he knows what's cracking. Yeah. But the thing, like I've been a LeBron supporter since 2003. Everybody knows how hard I've rode for LeBron. That I feel like yo, you can clown too. Like if LeBron saw me, he could clown me. I'd just laugh. Like there, that's just like yeah. working in comedy, especially. Like we're all sensitive artists, but niggas can't be too like you got to be able to, too sensitive. Like yeah. niggas clown me, I laugh. Like some nigga called me toe face a while ago. I was like, yeah, that's that's fucking funny as shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like toe face. Like that, okay, what, that was accurate. What a fourth grade roast. Like, I was like, damn, <laughs> nigga, <laughs> like, fourth grade roast hurt the most, bro. But they be hurt the most. <laughs> hurt the now most. that you do mention like, it, I do have toe face features. Like, yeah. it's okay. like damn, I ain't even I, I ain't thought about that in years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who you got? Who you got this year? Who you got going to? Who you got going through the West? Who you got going through the East? So this is what I I have two two visions for the West. One that I hope doesn't happen, but I feel like the Pelicans may be able to get with the Lakers in a in a playoff series. As crazy as that sounds, I feel like an angry Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart, with coupled with Zion, may be able to do something. Like I hope LeBron can get through. I think they put and assembled the squad to do it. So I'm going to ride with the Lakers. I really feel like they've got what's necessary, especially knowing that they're going to make some pickups in the next few months with dudes who get waived or whatever. If they can add like an Iggy or somebody like that, if he becomes available, then I don't think there's no rocking with him. But I'm curious to see all these dudes in the West beating each other up. I could also see the Bucks, who uh, my pops actually works for me. He's their uh, color commentator. So I'm very very familiar with what they got going on and with Giannis kind of being who he is as a 24-year-old that just lost you know, pretty much four straight to the Raptors after being up 2-0 and literally potentially having a championship after winning the MVP, how hard he's going to go. So I, I would say either the Lakers or the Bucks, just because I feel like both them teams are poised. Like LeBron, you know, got a chip on his shoulder. My only concern with LeBron is he's in year 17 now, and he, he played a lot of minutes. Like, he's old, like, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But he's still playing at a super high level. But is he going to be able to defer now and let AD kind of run the show, take a backseat, still put up like 22, 25 in that space, but – be more of a facilitator and kind of less of a ball handler and kind of just understand he needs to stretch this out if he wants to be able to play with Bronny in like four years, five years. Yeah, I uh, I definitely feel like I'm very afraid of what he's going to do next season because we laughed too much. Exactly. I enjoyed last season too much. Exactly. I, I would watch those clips of him <clears throat> rolling up the ball and then pulling up those threes and yeah. just completely breaking them. I would watch that shit over and over and over again to where I'm less like, this nigga knows. He's about to come back and fuck shit up, bro. He knows everybody was laughing at him next season. Yeah. And he's going to come back and fuck shit up. Here's the thing. I do think that as well, but I think the West is so much more equipped to handle it yeah. than like the East was for exactly. all of them course. damn years. So he's going to get to beat the fuck up. It's going to be very fucking fun, dude. I'm, I'm curious to see if LeBron burns himself out this year because I think he probably didn't assume. like He thought he was probably going to get Kawhi or somebody on that level and have a big three and really just you know cheat code. Yeah. But now, even you know, even with the that la- that last Westbrook move, it's like every single squad. You thought the Rock- Rockets kind of you know were out the mix and kind of their window had passed, and now every single squad got hitters on it. It's just really going to be whose body holds up. Of course, like, and, and and people keep forgetting about the Nuggets. Nuggets uh, were number two on exactly. five thirty eight's list. Like everyone's talking about all these teams, but Nuggets made no moves this offseason, yeah. and it's still fucking strong. And exactly. still very strong, and <laughs> yeah. a year older, a year oh, more yeah, experienced, yeah. dude. Uh, last question. Where do you see the Warriors going? Well, that's what I'm just gonna say too, and that's when who nobody's really talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. they chilling. D'Lo, <laughs> like, like their, their squad with D'Lo, Steph, and Draymond uh, off of a Finals loss, and D'Lo having obviously that chip on his shoulder, just kind of how he's been treated. Of course. I mean, I feel like 
I mean, on paper, if Steph, if Steph is as great as everybody, this whole Steph better movement, is Steph really better, like this squad, I didn't think they should have lost last year mm. just with what they had readily available, even without Clay and KD. It's like y'all were still a cheat code. You still had Steph Curry, who won back-to-back MVPs, only unanimous MVP in NBA history, known bucket getter. So it's like, we'll see. I, I'm curious to see, because just from a chemistry standpoint, how all those dudes are going to be able to mesh together. But I think they're just as much of a challenge coming off of a finals loss with a chip on their shoulder. And a fresh clay. Yeah. By the time he comes back. I just uh, The thing with me is it's like, and I, you know, being a KD fan, I got to see a lot of the Warriors last year, is Steph's body is so questionable to me in terms yeah. of like, is he built to last for a very long exactly. time? And that's what was always scaring me. It's like, you could see it last year, like he played that game where he dropped like 40. Everyone's like, oh my God, next game he's going to go even wilder. But he couldn't because he was fucking exhausted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's just a tiny dude, you know what I mean? Like he's a tiny dude and and he's a tiny dude that that gets big dude attention. Oh because man, they, they, dog they dog him. They dog him. Yeah. They dog him. You have to, or else he will score fifty on you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to be the dude to. that got fifty from Steph, so no. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So you have Fred Van Vliet sit on him. <laughs> like right. literally just leaned on him the whole series. And then you have people who think like, Man, he got ate up by Fred Van Vliet. Well, yeah, yeah, because two other people are also punching him in the fucking throat. <laughs> yeah. Every time <laughs> no, every time he tries to curl around the screen, somebody's hitting him in the nuts. Yeah. He still yeah. put up like thirty, whatever. I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And even but that's the sad thing about Steph. Like he'll put up all those numbers and we it's like, yo, you didn't win though. Same yeah. same shit. You give LeBron like I mean the numbers looked awesome, but you didn't get it done, and you lost to the Raptors. I mean, a team that (laughs) traditionally would get swept uh, when dealing with you know Yankees up ten five against the Rockies. You ain't paying attention to that shit. You ain't paying attention. I got the alerts on my phone. That's just for your dad. (laughs) He's a diehard Yankees fan. I know. You just you just trying to please trying to appease him. We'll be back with Josiah Johnson right after this. All right, man. I, I do want to talk about your comedy and your transition, not away from basketball because you're still very much in the basketball world, but you are also now in the creative world. Yeah. But before we do that, we got we to gotta do some classic Culture King shit. We got to have an argument about, a, a bigger argument than we already did about basketball. And it's not even an argument. We just going to put together a team okay. and put together a team we think can beat that team. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put together an all-NBA team. Okay. Like, who are the GOATs? Six players, each position, with the six man. Who's the best at that position? And then the challenge to that is we're going to try to put together an all-NBA second team that we think could actually beat that first team. Okay. All right? Okay. All right. <laughs> let's, let's get it in. Let's get in. Let's get in it. Uh, let's start with center. Let's start with center. And we don't have to go one by one. We can just throw names out, debate, argue, and then settle on one. Okay. I guess Shaq is my center. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going for a dominant center. Ooh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, uh, but we're sacrificing a lot. We're sacrificing a lot by going with Shaq. You're sacrificing. But you're right. I mean, I, I roll with Kareem, but it's hard because Shaq doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Like, you know, yeah. prime Shaq versus prime Kareem, I feel like, you know, a couple elbows to Kareem and he, he'd be He's out. out. Yeah. He's but, out the, but a couple elbows from who, though? Shaq? Shaq, Shaq to Kareem. Right. Like, like right. Kareem will bucket Shaq with the sky hook, but, yeah. but Kareem got to guard Shaq, too. Yes. Right. You know, in prime Shaq, like, who is really... Nobody's guarding. He was punishing saying. people. He was punishing people in that post. He's so dominant. That hurts. Yeah, but, I mean, because Kareem is my GOAT, but that hurts. Like, yeah, you're right. So I all right. I I like I like Kareem. I like Kareem, but I also think 
if you put a Kareem on this team, right? Because we don't know what the rest of the team is going to look like. But if you put a Kareem on this team, he obviously got it. But where is his deficiencies, though? Really just defense. I mean, yeah. from just a standpoint, like he's 7'3", and obviously he's beating a lot of shit, but he can't really get with Shaq in the post. Now, what can you do with a guy? You can't really rim defend a dude that's going to put you underneath the hoop and just, just yam on you multiple times. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to really go with Shaq in terms of, you know, if you want to put him, even like the Bill Russell and all these other dudes from different time periods, like, who could really fuck with Shaq on any I don't level? Know. Nobody. And I think that's like the big thing is like, with like players like Shaq and LeBron, it's like obviously they had skill level, but it was their dominance that they yeah. had that is so right. tough. Like when everyone's just like, "Yo, LeBron versus KD, like who's stopping? Like can KD stop LeBron?" It's just like, no, he can't because LeBron's a fucking truck. But also, KD is like I yeah. think could possibly outskill LeBron. Yeah, but who can who can stop KD exactly? Because LeBron can't do it. No, just to be real, like who? Yeah. Like motherfucker six eleven seven one. Yeah. You know, with a jumper with and has even. Yeah. It's not really anything. You, he's like a, a, a KG, but where KG was a little bit stronger and had just kind of like that nice mid range. Yeah, like this dude KD can really do whatever he feels like mm-hmm. at any point. Forty. You like, just I'm going to score. Can't pass you. Just I can do my Steph two does. Players ever. I can do what Steph does. I can do what LeBron does. I can do what MJ does. I mm-hmm. can do what Kobe does. I, like, I can literally get a bucket however I really feel like on whoever is going to guard me. So you put a tall dude on me, great. I'm gonna hit him or whatever. Put a little dude on me. I'm just shooting over him. Like, but then do you value like you know the guy who can like literally drive through anybody? Like you know, like yeah. LeBron, if he's going to the hoop, it's it's a exactly. bucket either at the line or a buck or sometimes both. But that's what I tell people about LeBron. They're like, oh, what's LeBron's move? Like LeBron's move is shooting like fifty five plus percent and getting to the cup and scoring against yeah. defenses that get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yes. to stop that, he makes it look so easy that we all are like, damn, well that's not fair. But it's like this is what like who else can if everybody exactly. could do that? Like why wouldn't everybody get buckets like that? So he gets a lot of buckets at the rim. I think he started to focus a lot more on his jumper. And even last year, hitting the three a little bit more consistently. Where if I think he can get that, like if he can conserve a lot of energy, because that was like Blake Griffin's thing when he was coming up. He could get to the hole and dunk on anybody, but eventually that wear and tear is going to on his body. So I need, I need this nice jumper, nice kind of Malone game where I can really save and conserve my body energy and not, like, you know, dunk on dudes when you have to, but yeah. you can't do that three, four times a game for the entire season without it starting to catch up to you. Yeah, yeah which it did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> All right, power forward. This is this is a tough one. This is exactly I what mean, we were just talking about, right? Like it's like, what do you want at that position? Yeah, yeah, but like, just who do we think is the who is the who's the best player that can play that position? Like, I got to go with Tim Duncan just from a, but it's hard because I can move Hakeem to the four if I really wanted to because he was yeah. only like six ten. Yeah, on yeah. that squad, I'm you know I'm just depending on what what I want to do with the squad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's for the sake of this say let's keep everybody at their natural okay, position for there. sure. Yeah, because that'll make it easier. That'll well, make I, it I, somewhat I, easier. I, I kind of with you with uh, with Tim because like we already have this really big guy. Yeah. In the five right now with having Shaq there, so if we have Tim there, we can have this guy who can play like, a little bit off the high key and like you know maybe get off a little mid range shot. I mean like he's not like an amazing jump shooter, but like mm-hmm. just like having like that high pick and roll with the post option, I think is very fun. I'm gonna throw three names out. Okay. Kevin Garnett, ooh, yeah, Charles Barkley. That's see, yeah. Kevin Garnett is even more of a mid range jumper, right? Charles, Kevin Garnett, Charles Barkley, and oh fuck, who was that third? Who was my third name? Uh, Kevin Garnett, Charles Barkley. I forgot my third one. Here's why I'm gonna rule out it. Charles Barkley. I okay. don't want that heavy set of a of, of a of a, a front court with Charles you mean and like, Shaq. That's too beastly. Yeah, too beastly. Yeah. I, I mean, but that's slow, man. You but Charles me in his heyday, sp- you're not giving me a lot of speed. Mm. Charles in his heyday, though, you don't think he can? NBA teams are so fast today. That's well, well, we're not basing this team off of course, but I'm just saying these niggas are slow, bro. Not bad, but like, yeah, 
That's the, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, because I could put up a team. Whoever we put in this first five, we could figure out a team that could, uh, you know. Outrun them. Yeah, exactly. If this if this five is too beastly, we can figure out a team that's fast. So, I think you need that good mix. But, I mean, if you're going first squad, you got to put Jordan on there, too. So, there's going to be – you're going to have some solid defense. But yeah. now Jordan has to go up against Kobe. I don't know. Prime yeah. Kobe versus Prime Jordan, I'd, I'd be interested to see. Mm, all right. I don't feel like it'd be as clear cut because Kobe was a beast too, and I can't hate. Kobe is a beast. Kobe, yeah, I, I I got something about Kobe when we when we get to the shooting guard because I I had this epiphany about him the other day. But should you throw Carl Malone in? Who that still, was my third. Yeah. Carl Malone. Carl Malone was good, man. Carl Malone was good. Carl Malone had a motor. Yeah. Carl Malone had a motor. Carl Malone just gets the bad rep because he got. Smacked by Jordan two times in a row. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but in Utah, so like you know, Utah's not traditionally a, a, a city that puts squads out. Like dudes, yeah. don't, dudes don't historically want to go hoop in Utah, so you got to give them respect for that too. There's like a I grade on the curve with all this type of shit. But uh, I mean, also what about like a Dennis Rodman type? If you want a dude who's literally not tripping on getting buckets, true. You just want defense, just, just defensive defense. boards. Yeah, like, got to run hard. Because, I mean, I think... From, Gives you a little bit of speed. Like, Robin probably could have got more buckets than he allowed himself to, but he literally just focused so much on doing all the other shit that wins basketball games that a lot of people at home don't care about because, they, you know, they, they they care about points and scoring. But getting in dudes' asses, locking them up, like, the way he deed up Malone, just, you know, just but just, like, as a hooper level, fucking with dudes mentally, mm-hmm. like, staring at them when they're at the free throw line or whatever, the shit that he would do that really irks you and can really get under your skin no matter how much money you get paid. Like, he was a master of that type of shit, too. So, yeah. how do you not, you know, give, especially yeah. from the bad boys days on, on through with the lake, or excuse me, with the Bulls, like, how do you not? Yeah. I know that's why it's tough. That's why it's This hard. is a tough position, man. Power forward has a lot of good, I, I don't know. Tim Duncan is good. Tim, I, I'm being biased. My because Tim Duncan was Tim. boring to me for so long. <sighs> but that doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter. He's boring as shit, and he shopped at Old Navy, but it's like, look. Well, he's a great I'm sure he player. saved a lot of money doing that. <laughs> yeah, bro. He <laughs> kept most of his, yeah, he kept most of his checks. <laughs> he did. And now and now Timmy got style. Now Timmy got like the, the curly That's because he's going through a divorce. <laughs> Timmy trying to, <laughs> he's back out there trying to get trying it. Trying to get that booty. <laughs> trying to get that poon. Uh, I mean, I listen, I don't really have an argument against Tim Duncan. Uh, I just have other players who I think could fit in that. I think I would have gone KG. But Timmy is about as good of an option with five rings on his fucking hand. Yeah, so for sure. yeah, small forward. Oh, I mean, do we consider LeBron a small forward? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and small forwards traditionally are flex. Like they can uh, small forwards for the past twenty, thirty years have been able to play multiple positions, guard multiple positions. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. LeBron didn't reinvent the wheel with that, yeah. but. So because of that, I think who are it's you fair. talking to? Who are you talking? You trying to shoot shots at somebody? No, Keith? no, I'm, well, I just I think people are, people are acting at, like bro. people are acting like LeBron was the first to one say his name, Jaquise. I don't have who, it. Who's not <laughs> being who do you up, think, who who up appropriately for your like? Yeah. <laughs> who do you think I'm shooting at? I'm not shooting at anybody. I see the gun in your hand. I want to know who I you mean, pointed it at. I got this gun in my hand because you know I'm trying to I'm trying to kill niggas. That's it. That's it. I'm just trying uh, to be a murderer. I think. I mean, I think we got to put LeBron on that list. I mean, you put LeBron on, LeBron on that list. Don't get me in trouble. Don't get no trolls in my mentions. I like to sleep well. Uh, but then, do you? I mean, do you throw a Scottie Pippen? I just don't understand. I don't do know because he also Durant has six there. rings or Durant. Ooh, like this not, isn't yeah. this isn't as. I mean, li- listen, is LeBron the goat right now? Of course, best in the past twenty years. <sighs> sure. Mm-hmm. 
but mm. you're talking like what so. player if if I got if I got to see each player in their prime, who would I pick? It's a toss up between Durant and James for me, man. Ooh. And 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 this is coming from somebody who loved Pippen. I think Pippen is yeah, well, then, has gotten a lot of disrespect over yeah, for the past sure. twenty years for how fucking good he was. One of the most disrespected. In his <laughs> yeah, life. dude. Like you were playing with Jordan. I mean, look if if Kobe and Shaq would have won six rings, like do we really think that Kobe would have ever got a Finals MVP? Maybe he would have squeaked one towards the, the tail end, but right. you're playing with the most dominant dude on the floor. Like, yeah. But it's not to say that you're not eager. like. I think Scotty was like third in MVP voting the year after Jordan dipped. Yeah. And still, uh, Bulls were still top three in the East. Yeah, I mean, Scotty used to lock people down. So dude. it's not like I'm losing Jordan, and we're still we're literally only sliding two slots. Like LeBron yeah. dips, and you're getting the first pick for the the foreseeable future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for like two years yeah, out of the next you know, three, which is wild. You know, if we don't put LeBron here, people are gonna be in our mansion. I'm, 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 I'm gonna be in your mansion just to be real. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm I just mean, a guest and everything. You I appreciate y'all. Part of this is you are part of this situation. I'm gonna have to uh, you know really be in there. Like yeah, I had no, I didn't approve this one. Yeah, but, uh, I think we got to put LeBron We got to put LeBron right. there. All right. All right. So far, we got Shaq at center, power forward, Timmy, LeBron as uh, small forward. This is a long team. Uh, it is a long team. Shooting guard, I, I, Jordan. That's not even, you know. I mean. I feel like we have more of a discussion over LeBron versus other people than Jordan at the two. Like, who's, yeah. who's going to get on Jordan's level? Yeah, the only other person is Kobe, but. Yeah, no, nah, we got to put Jordan there. Jordan, point guard. This one is tough. This for me. one is fucking tough. Ooh. This one is tough for me. Because do we want to continue being long? Because if we want to continue being long, I'm going to throw magic in there. Ooh. If we want, hey, look, we're going right. to have the tallest team on the court. It makes sense. The most switchable I, defense ever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate Steph Curry. Nigga, you just threw out our whole defense. I you, mean, you just threw out our whole defense. But bro. I mean, no, you got LeBron, Timmy, and Jordan. Like in the middle of that lineup. You ever watch Le- Those, Seth Curry play defense? Here's how it works. He need him to play he defense. He calls over somebody else to get his man. Yeah. Hey, somebody tried to argue with me, like, oh, Steph, Steph gets a lot of steals. Like, nigga, that's two steals in a game. There's yeah. like 87 <laughs> possessions. Like, you're talking about this. I mean, steals are cool, but that's not like, oh, that's he's a great defense. defender because he, he got the two. Like, it was like, it, okay. Yeah. His only move on defense is lifting up his hand and saying, come here and guard this. Place. Do you need him to play defense? Yes. Though? I want to lock this shit down. Because what you are. When you put him on the court, you can't come off of anybody on this team. I mean, if at least you put Magic on, I think you're long he enough. facilitate. Cause, but, I mean, I'll say in, in terms of defense, you could say Magic and Steph are not really in, interchangeable, but, like, Magic may be getting blown, burnt by, by shorter guards, but Steph's True. not ding up tall or short. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's getting bucketed by CP3 or whoever. Yeah. He's bucketing, too, so that's – like, Magic's not going to get buckets at Steph level. No. But I don't, but know. I don't need him to when exactly. I have this many scores, right? Like, that's the thing about Steph, which is like, is Steph going to – like, if I'm a defense and I'm looking at this team, well, I guess I wouldn't really D up Steph. Steph would be pretty open because I'd be trying to D up Jordan. Yeah, and, for sure. And LeBron. And Who are you going to help Steph off of? Steph open? I would oh. what if I don't leave Steph if I if I if I double team Steph the way the team double team Steph now right look at his options that's true but then you just make Steph the sixth man on this squad just to, so he can't be on the other team exactly I don't know that's, that's like what the, I'm saying I give that to Magic that's why I don't, I don't know who, who, I mean who's, I would have who's to roll, the table for you I have to roll with Magic too he's my favorite Laker I think the best Laker of all time even though yeah. Kareem's my goat but to see what Magic's done especially with HIV which a lot of people. Like, we used to joke about it on the show, but it wasn't like we were clowning magic. It was more we were just drawing 
respect and praise to what he was able to achieve. Like, nigga dropped a, a triple-double with HIV. Like, yeah. So days when I'm hungover or tired, it's like, <laughs> I can't really be complaining. Like, Magic was literally Out there playing yeah, with. with his life on the line. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Truly. Like, really doing it. Truly. Any other point guards that we? Can, I mean, you got you got Steve Nash's of the world, which mm-hmm. I don't like, but I'm just think I'm I'm spitballing. I feel like Steve Nash is getting exposed in this type of run. Yes, yes he can still be. do some things, but it's like nah, nah. This is not weak a, link. This is not this is not the spot for him. Yeah, yeah. CP three. Mm, I mean, not over Magic. No. All I, right, so we got Magic. About, yeah, he can guard. A lot of positions, not every position, but we got we've we've gotten him on a lot of spots. Because you could put Jordan on the PG too, and exactly. I mean, there's with exactly. that squad between Magic, Jordan, and LeBron. I, I'm about, liking okay. I'm liking switching on picks on that. Yeah, can I can I throw one more name out, there? please? If we saying we got offense already, but you want a point guard that can not only run a show, can score, but is a dog on defense and switchable defense, yes. How about Gary Payton? Ooh, I knew you were going there. I knew, <laughs> honestly, I, hey, I knew you were going there, and it just made my heart flutter that you really dropped that. Cause, uh, Dude, Gary Payton was. I mean, that's true. At, in his prime, Payton was fucking tight. That's a great six, switch. Six, seven, was six, 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 seven, two, but yeah. lock up and shit. Oh, God. I used to love. Gary Payton was. That's a really good one, especially if I'm, if I'm talking about being defensive-minded. Straight Oakland. I mean, honestly, you could never go wrong with a dude from the Oak. Yeah, like, no. He's a In dog. terms of just mentality, because Gary didn't give a fuck about any. Like, he. No. Uh, my pops used to work for the Celtics way back in the day when they was making those finals runs. He would cuss out George Carl. He would, whoever, whoever, whoever wanted it could get it. And I think, you know, especially for that type of squad, you might need that type of dude who's literally just going to get everybody in line. Because GP could get buckets, but he, like you said, he could D up. He could also dime. Uh, he's one of those dudes who didn't really give a shit. He had to get buckets with the signs because that's what the squad demanded. Yeah. But he could also go wherever. You know, I mean, he won a ring with in Miami, too, right, with Shaq, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he still had a little bit of longevity left. Like, I mean, just from his being able to control, like, kind of like similar to Robin. Like, mentally, he could just get in dudes' minds. And there's nothing you could do about a dude like GP just keep talking shit because he's like Draymond to me. Draymond, it don't matter if he win or lose, he's right. still just going to talk. Like, if you beat Draymond, he'll give it up, but he's still going to talk shit right after. Like, yeah. And that's why he's like the ultimate competitor. Like, dude's not tripping. He's just wired differently. He's not really. He might cry and call Katie in the parking lot, but he's still gonna try and fight you. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, he's right. still gonna fucking try and swing on Chris and Tom. Whatever you know, what I mean, whatever, whatever the stories we've heard, like he's not tripping. So, ooh, yeah. I don't know. Gary Payton would be the Draymond of this team. Well, that's why I'm saying, is there any value to putting Gary Payton on that team that we're building to destroy this team? I don't. Yeah, and that's that's why you can even go step two on the other side, like. Yeah. It just really like you know because Gary Payton and the Gary Payton gonna be running around that court was t- I don't know I don't know but dude. can GP guard Magic is the question I would I would lean towards no probably not at a high level can no. Magic guard GP I feel like he would probably be able to do a little bit better job yeah all right Magic is that what, that yeah. I'm with it I think it is. Right. Magic that was, that was a great call because I'm struggling right now just going through my memory bank you don't ever want to say the wrong thing right 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 but it's like yeah that that dude is uh watching Magic play I think you know come on. Six, eight, Time, six, man. Nine? This team is too long to stop. Uh, I mean, they made uh, six man. This could be anybody, any position. I mean, I would just say Robert Ory, but I'm crazy. I'm, I'm I mean, because you want those right shots. Because I was going to yeah. say Clay, because I want yeah. those shots. And then, I mean, you and I, I couldn't, I couldn't knock either. I, like, yeah. But I would almost put Clay over Ory because Clay locks up too. Yes. I was going to say somebody who actually is a six man, Jamal Crawford. That's again. I mean, again, we just want those shots. I've yeah. seen Jamal Crawford change. I was watching this game when they were playing the fucking uh, Nuggets, and they were down thirty, and then they just threw Jamal Crawford in there, and then they were down eight, and then Blake uh, and uh, DeAndre came in and cleaned up, and they won. And I was like, "This is insane. This is insane, bro." 
Or even Lou Will. Yeah. yeah, is this what do you want? Do you want, want? do you want scoring off the bench and yeah, throwing any of those? Or do things? you want like a, a legend off the bench, or do you want somebody who knows that role? That's the whole. That's the. I mean, look. I mean, because the legend may not be able to, uh, like, a dude like a Melo or somebody like that may not be able to handle being a six man I mean, on the squad. Already know that Melo can't. But a dude like Clay or whoever, I'm just, I just want buckets and Clay efficiently. Clay can yeah. come in for like ten minutes and give you twenty. Just going to get hot. I see the dude, what, drop 37 I, and a quarter? Yeah. I know. Shit. Like, you drop 50 in a game. You know how hard that was. I'm sure you was tired of shit after that. I was that. tired, bro. I'm going to did this shit in a quarter and still had to play like more, more game time. Like. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm going to throw a name out there. Maybe not a six-man, but it's a point guard that we forgot. Who is my top three of all time? Allen Iverson. Just going to throw that name out. Just going to throw that name out. I don't know if we're going to put him at the six or even on the other team, but just I don't want us to forget so that I don't want to disrespect name. AI. I think AI is amazing. But even if you look at those five niggas on that court, AI's mm-hmm. getting fucked up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> isn't that what he played against already, though? That nigga, that's, He's never oh, played against a team like that. It hurts. It, but this thing hurts because inherently you got to fucking disrespect somebody that you really love and are fond of. Like, who doesn't love AI? Yeah. And stepping over Tyler. I mean, all the shit done his career. Hooping in braids. Bringing that whole culture to the league. You got white kids rocking braids after that. Like, yeah. it was a phenomenon. A cultural revolution in the league. But I don't know. Again, like, with the, this squad, uh, it's, I mean, he, he would be the dude that I feel like would create some type of conflict. Like, he'd be salty at Jordan true. for getting too much burn that's or true. magic. That's and true. it's like, nigga, how you going to come at Jordan or magic? And it's like, I'm AI, nigga. That's what, I mean, like, Westbrook would do the same shit on that squad. I don't give a yeah. fuck if you Jordan, nigga. I'm he's, Westbrook. He's just too small for that squad, in my opinion. Like, you know, with what we're building. Yeah. yeah. Josiah, you're the guest. You, 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 you lock up our six, man. Who you got? Fuck. We threw some names out. Yeah. Uh, which out of those names, what are you thinking? Let me. I mean, I'm. A, I'm gonna probably go just with a big, just because. Uh, mm. I don't know if Shaq or Tim Duncan's gonna be able to hold up. So I would put. Mm, let me think. I'll probably just put Akeem on that squad, just just because he could play the four or five. <laughs> That's so crazy. That's we're, talking about making, we're making a big ass squad. I love it, dude. There is not a player on this team shorter than six six, and jo- <laughs> Jordan is the shortest player on this team. <laughs> That's insane. I just think it would do like, you know, if if I'm looking at that roster, like Jordan's going to be all right. LeBron's going to be pretty healthy. Yeah. Magic's going to be all right. But But, Timmy and Shaq. Yeah, I could see Shaq going down and whatever. Timmy going down. Let's build the team that we think can beat him. Center on that second squad. I need somebody beastly to go up against Shaq. So I couldn't even say Kareem. Honestly, I don't know. Kareem going up against Shaq, it feels like Kareem would get locked up. That's probably the only one dude. I think in the history of the league that might be able to just that'll take his fate. It's Shaq, Shaq to Kareem. You mean? Yeah, Shaq, yeah. Shaq guarding Kareem and and Kareem having to guard Shaq. I mean, Kareem's just gonna get tossed around. Well, maybe my strategy would be putting a center in that I I know is gonna get ate up. Like I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Kind of like how you know a uh, uh, pop dealt with Shaq was just like, look, let him beast, but in the in the end minutes of like the games, I'm gonna follow the shit out of this. Yeah, game. for sure. Yeah. Or also too, here's here's my thinking, and I'm gonna throw this name out, Giannis. And here's my thinking. Well, you said original you said original positions. Is he a power forward? He's a small forward. Really? I thought he was a center. Okay. All right, never mind. I mean, what about uh, Will Chamberlain even though? Yeah. Cause I'm thinking centers, cause I'm thinking, all right, look, let Shaq get his. But let's not also forget Shaq played in the era where more centers were in the paint. Which means Shaq also dom- he closed that paint down. You get a center that can come pull out Shaq the paint out. and pull Shaq out. 
Like mm. it, it, it can it, it neutralizes on each side of the court. So then you know what I'm gonna say a name that everyone might clown me for, but I'm gonna say it, man. I might throw Jokic in there only because Jokic can pull Shaq out, like you just said. Okay, but is he a great? <laughs> like okay. is jo- I don't Look, know. Again, we said that Shaq's gonna beast. Let Shaq beast. <laughs> oh, but if yeah. I'm pulling Shaq out on my uh, on defense. And he has to guard Jokic at that top. Yeah. Somebody running in and getting shots. I Again, mean, I'm building to destroy know. this entire right. team. I mean, look, I, that's the thing. Like, if you got a, if it's a chess match, nobody would have thought the Raptor squad, which, which they had constructed, would have been able to take down a Warrior squad. Even if I would have told you they didn't have KD. Yeah. If I would have told you going into that series, they don't have KD or Clay, niggas would have still been like, oh, Warriors could still fucking, Warriors are five, like, Warriors are six. But, yeah. As we see. So, really, I don't know. I mean, you think about all the great centers. Hakeem's already on the other squad, so yeah. that would probably would have been my center to, to to beat this team. But I, that's why I'm not thinking about one on one matchups. I'm literally thinking about how can I get Shaq out of that paint because yes, it's going to be hard to score with Shaq in that paint. I need a center that's going to pull him out, or even get him in foul trouble. True. Yeah. Did Kevin Garnett ever play center? He played center at the tail end of his career. <laughs> that's nah, he's original. Nah, at the, at yeah. the tail end of his career, he played coach. <laughs> I think KD Tim Duncan at the four is a, a matchup I would pay a lot of money to see. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. In, uh, Ooh, but you, I mean, look, the squads you could assemble on the second side, too. Is all, I mean, if you're putting KD at small forward. I'm, well, that's 100% who I'm putting I'm, at small forward. I mean, it's like. 100%. Whoa. I'm putting KG I, I and think KD. KD. I think KD and KG is my. Of course. My, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going with three uh, or two, six, six, 11, seven foot niggas that don't play center, like, ugh. And Ooh. then you put another center. That's a tall-ass front court. And that's what I'm trying to say. And these are also people that could pull these niggas out. Yeah. I'm pulling Tim Duncan out of the post by putting KG in there. I'm pulling LeBron James out by putting KD in there. What are the names we got on this list? We got, like, Patrick Hewins. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought about Pat. That, I love him. keep Shaq in the post. That's Get true. that nigga out of there. No, that's but true. Pat, Pat's 15-footer was buttery, but it's yeah. just he's not. I don't know if he's enough to uh to have to guard. You know, nah, Shaq, Shaq will, will eat his lunch. Yeah. I got to look up best centers of all time. Yeah, dude, I, 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 need to, I got to. I, I gotta feel like look. I'm forgetting somebody. I feel like I'm forgetting Ooh, somebody. Find me a center who can shoot the three. That's all I need to pull Shaq out. Okay. Uh, Shaq, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, Bill Russell, Moses Malone. Moses Malone. David Robinson? Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. I'm David Robinson. David. David. I'm actually listening to David. And not only that, because that's like kind of like a legacy beef. Yeah. Where, remember Shaq told that lie, talking about how David Robinson didn't sign his book when he was a kid, and then that's yeah. why he always had beef with him. Yeah. I mean, I like David because I'm okay with that battle. I'm okay with that battle. Because David can score. He'll give yeah. you buckets. Yeah. David can score. David can I can't believe defense. we forgot about the Admiral. I, yeah, we did. And we were talking about Tim Duncan. Then he had that one guy when he said yeah, he dropped 70. like 70. Yeah. To wrap up the scoring title, whatever it was that year. And it's like, bro, like this nigga gave somebody 70. He As can a hang center, uh, he can hang in the post. I'll, yeah, I'll sure. give it to. I'll he give can it hang to. in the post and he can come out. He yeah. got right. that. He got the military training too to really combat Shaq and his upbringing. Yeah, they and, both got military mentalities. Yeah. And he gonna bring some Jesus Christ to the team. Yeah, for oh, sure. man. <laughs> so religious. Yeah, this, I mean, he might tell KG. Him and KG will get into it. KD's oh. really not. You know, he's not. You know, yeah. none of these dudes on this squad. Like now, if he was on the Magic Jordan, whatever squad, like. Yeah, them niggas like to turn up. They like to turn AI, up. AI like was on that. Shit. You know, it's like them dudes really would need some God in their life. Yeah, so, so they like to party, but KD don't like to party. He likes to stay in the dark and think about <laughs> shit. All right, we said KG and and KD, but let's let's power forward. Are we set on KG? Any other? No Barkley. I, I'm no, telling you, man. I, uh-huh. I, KG, KG Tim Duncan is a battle so worth seeing. Do you remember when they used to have that 21 versus 21 Adidas commercials where they would just be playing against each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that, that's just that's just what you want. 
That is, I mean, it's a good squad. It's a good squad. I, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, though. Are we forgetting people? I mean, Dr. Car- J. Ooh. Uh, I think, yeah, he's more like small forward, but. Dirk Nowinski. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, <laughs> I'm rolling with Dirk, too, and that's no knock to Dirk, because I know that's a, a big deal, but I'm just, Prime KG, again, is just one of those dudes, defense, buckets, yeah. some, a couple MVP. dimes. Yeah, like, he's playing at a high level. Yeah. I really can't argue KG. I, I'm not going to argue KD. Uh, this is but well, this next position is where we're gonna run into a little bit of trouble. Shooting guard. That's, that's where I'm worried. Here's I mean, my thing. Here's the here's the epiphany I had on Kobe. Everybody always gets on Kobe, right? For man, that nigga didn't pass the ball. He ain't do this. He ain't do that. He, you know, all he did is shoot. He was a ball hog. Blah 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 blah. And that shit worked. He got five he rings got five doing rings. that shit. So, and, like, all this other stuff that people always, like, you know, I want somebody who can pass the ball. Like, how many, like, how much success have they had? As Look, opposed to, and I'm not talking about LeBron, but yeah, I'm just sure. saying, just in general, if the if the final argument is, was that nigga a winner? Did he actually do it? Yeah, for sure. Relentless. But this is the thing, like, people used to call me, like, a Kobe hater, and I, and I always stood by, like, Look, I think Kobe's top 12 all time. Mm-hmm. And people used to take that as, like, an insult, like, how dare you? It's like, look, dude, he, you're going to put him over MJ? Like, come on, it's not a realistic d- discussion to have. MJ will eat Kobe's lunch. Like, Kobe learned all this shit from MJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kobe you know, Kobe would get some buckets too, but we also see, like, Kobe needed the Shaqs and these other dudes to really get where he needed Gasol, and he needed kind of some elite squads. Even, like, they try and show that meme of, like, the one squad he had. Like, they weren't nice. Like, it's just like. Damn. Every te- Here's the thing. Every team that gets to the finals has yeah. a nice team. Even them Cleveland teams. Like, yeah, let's not sure. act like them teams weren't fucking good. I don't necessarily agree with that take. There's some, like, I, I think that you got Except maybe you, you the Pistons. Cons- exactly, I was going to say. <laughs> but even the Pistons had a squad. They just didn't have a superstar. The Nets, the Nets went to the finals one year. You know they what I'm saying? They didn't yeah. win, though. <laughs> didn't they go twice? They, they went to yeah, the J-Kid squad? Yeah, like, uh, again. But I, I say every that, team that wins... Has a nice squad. Sure, yeah. yeah the Nets but the got Cleveland, blown the, out. Cleveland never won. You mentioned Cleveland, and they didn't win. They won that. They won one. They won, no, but you were just talking about the one that, the, 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 but the team that won, no one calls that squad a trash squad. I mean, you have Kyrie, you have right. yeah. Caleb. Ooh, you were talking about when LeBron was with them trash niggas. No, I was won. talking about the oh, okay. uh, 16 No team. one's ever called that squad a trash squad, that LeBron won with a trash squad. I, I mean, think more so when they're talking about trash Cleveland squads, they're talking about. <laughs> some people have Some people called, felt. Some people have called that team, like, here's my thing, he that, didn't have help Squad. You arguing with somebody if who doesn't somebody agree with that? Has ever said that LeBron didn't have help when he won that first title? But people come at me with that. People come in with me with that because I'm a big LeBron guy. It's like nigga, I know he had help. Durr, like what the fuck? You thought he yeah. did this shit by himself? But like, look, he, like him and Kyrie was it was it was obvious that LeBron was the MVP of that finals. Yeah, Kyrie was getting buckets. He stepped up, of course. And I, like I tell everybody, like, oh, well, Ky- Kyrie hit the most clutch shot. It's like, yeah, but LeBron hit like two threes before he hit a three Absolutely. and three free throws. You and know he how hit that block? You know how dirty and dusty that nigga's free throws are mm-hmm. for him to make three straight free throws in yeah. the fucking finals, clutchest moment of his life. I don't think still people like you've seen the motherfucker of miss course. two in a row routinely nowadays. You know, and, and putting those pressure moments and not come through. So for that to happen, but that was a motherfucking squad. Like, even with K-Love, I mean, it was just like... It was a decent. squad. But I think that when LeBron can one tru- truly say he had no help is that squad that he took against the Spurs. Yeah, in 07. For yeah, sure. That well, was yeah. a terrible squad. That was a terrible squad. team. That was a terrible team. But those type of teams never win. 
No. For, Those no. type of teams never win. Maybe the Pistons, you can argue. But, but it's, that's it. It's sad because that squad, as trash as they were, and him getting swept by the Spurs that year, like people use that as a ding on his legacy instead of being like, yeah, this nigga, if he would have lost in the, the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, if he would have lost in the first round, sure. it wouldn't have made as big a difference. This nigga taking the squad to the finals yeah. and getting swept. It's like, bro, like, come on. Like, give me a break. Like, niggas use the 3-6 thing as if, like, like that's like other motherfuckers didn't lose in the first round. Like, right. Like right. I've literally had conversations with people when they tell me like, no, nah, it's worse because he got to the finals. Like, do you know how hard that's it is? That's so stupid. Like, yeah. you'd rather have him lose in the first round, and that's the argument. Like, you're you're more comfortable with that as a hooper. Like, you would rather get not make the playoffs or lose in the first. Like, come on, man. Yeah, shit is crazy. Shooting guard. These are four names that I can think that could possibly go on this list: Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Ray, Dwayne Wade, uh, James Harden, Clyde. But yeah, I mean, do you put any of those people over? I don't put any of them over Jordan, no. But who's going to give Kobe, us the best you know chance? What I'm saying? Over Kobe? No. I don't. I don't. Truly, I'm putting Kobe there. Because Kobe had defense too, man. Yeah. Like that's where that's where people usually slack off on him. Point guard last. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go for Steph again. That's fine. I mean, look. I think if Steph having to go against Magic. We'll see if Steph's really about everything that everybody Everyone I know. Everyone says he is, yeah. Because I know a lot of Steph fans, and they're and they're, and Steph gets buckets, he goes hard. But I, I noticed some deficiencies in his game. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna hate on Steph. I, I really roll with Steph, but I, I'm just like, yo, when he's put in those situations, like even with this last finals, like, all right, this is your time, my nigga. Like, you want this finals MVP? Go do it. Yeah, go get it. Like, you're healthy. I mean, you don't really need KD. I thought the thing about KD. Like that team, that team was unstoppable when KD was there. But he, they could play better and more as a team when he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it's really just kind of pick your poison. Like they didn't really mesh and have the chemistry when KD was there because they didn't need to. KD's the fucking greatest player on the planet right now. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. They didn't even have to run offenses. He could wheel them to victory. Of course, like, I will watch it all the time where they'd be like down twelve, and then Steve Kerr would literally put away his clipboard and say, "All right, KD, go ahead, play. go, go ahead, ISO up Marvin Williams the third. <laughs> but you look at that seventy-three and nine squad, and it's like those dudes were more of a because Steph was really yes. holding, like it was a system. Was, there was design like you can't have Clay, or you can't have Steph and KD on the same squad because who's who's the best player? It doesn't even matter. It's gonna create because that conversation's being had. It's gonna create tension with niggas. Like yeah. KD's a sensitive dude. I understand it. I'm a sensitive dude. Like KD just wants to be loved and respected, and you know whatever he made that move. Everybody called it a bitch move. It's like nigga, I would have went to the Warriors. I thought LeBron should have went to the Warriors. Like fuck. Like <laughs> I'm just saying. Like it's not about like ooh, we gotta do what's fair, or right? It's like you go work for Google. Google's not like oh, let me get. Yeah. I gotta get some whack niggas on, to fill our roster just because I don't want. Fucking whoever, Yahoo, and these other motherfuckers to get mad. Like, no, nah, nigga, I'm trying to put these niggas out of business. Like, yeah, I told my friend, like, if I was on a sketch show that was at 11 p.m. every day, like, every on Saturday against SNL, and it was getting beat up, and the SNL called me and said, come over, of course I'm coming. Oh. I'm not going to sit in that room and be like, nah, we going to take SNL down. I'm not taking SNL down. I'm going to go join them. <laughs> and I'm going to put y'all niggas out of business. Yes. <laughs> y'all going to get canceled. I ain't going to get canceled. You still good? I'm going to get an Emmy nomination just for being there. Yeah. Like, SNL's been on 40-something plus seasons. Like, the the risk of that shit getting canceled versus whatever show that hasn't yeah. even done 5, 10, 15, you know what I mean? Like, nigga, yeah. please. I'm, I'm, get the fuck yeah. out of here. I love y'all. Best of luck. Thank yeah. y'all for this gig, but shit, I'm going to SNL even if I don't get sketches. You can come be in credits. my movie that yeah. uh, Lauren Michaels is a fucking EP. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. if I do this shit right, yeah, and they're like, "But you're not gonna like get sketches in," and there, I was like, "Nigga, it doesn't matter." Check <laughs> now, that's crazy. Well, I'm I'm a little older than y'all, so my my whole mentality now is checks. Like all that other shit is great. Checks, like whatever, niggas. Like yeah. we're all yeah. competing. 
Like, you looked at, like, that WGA shit going on now. Like, everybody wants a fucking job. All that shit showed me, like, damn, it's like 10,000 niggas out here trying to get these jobs. Yeah, like, and there was only, like, 16 jobs yeah, exactly. last staffing yeah. season. Yeah. Like, y'all know, it's going in, it's like, you, you compete with, like, nine other black dudes. Like, yeah. okay, you're that, you're the black dude for the room. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? It's like, shit. I'm I be getting to... mad when I be in an audition room and I see a black nigga that look just like me walk in. But oh, they, yeah. they time them up. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like, I'll, I'll go on these fucking meetings and shit. And it's like, wait, damn, how come it's all, like, I know you're not hiring all these niggas. I've seen what your room look like. So, oh, this is Okay, this is the black this spot. Is, this meeting. is the black spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we all look at each other like, oh yeah, you already know what it is. <laughs> Can we put Scotty in a six man, or y'all got somebody I'm, better? I'm down with Scotty. I'm comfortable with that. I'm very. I'm very. All right. I, both of those squads, I could see competing in really 82 games. Yeah. I, I think Team One may may get the edge, but it's gonna be like you it's know, gonna it's, be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Either either one of y'all got 2K. Yeah, of course I got. I'm, I'm a square, so. All right, I don't, I don't have the latest one. Put these teams in the 2K simulator and let us know. I'll who let wins. you know who wins. Let us know who wins. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We're gonna come wrap this up real quick. Right after this. We back, we back, we back. All right, let's talk about you, man. We we created two teams, but I, I want to talk about the legend himself. You got a show, Creative Legend of Chamberlain Heights. It's the Legends of, of Chamberlain. Chamberlain Heights. Oh. He said, I'm the creator of the legend. Oh. And you have been saying Creative Legend of, of Chamberlain Heights. But look, hey, I don't want to come on your show and correct Alec, because that's not listen, my thing. Listen, y'all niggas waited it. Till, y'all waited till now to correct me. <laughs> I didn't know if you picked up on it, but I appreciate I y'all, because y'all are real niggas. And I was just like, <laughs> I wonder what Jaquise thinks that show is about. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Tell us what that show is about. Yo, tell us what Creative Legend of Chamberlain Heights. I was like, I've never... I I haven't heard of that shit. That's a wild uh, title for a show. That's a dope title for a show. I'm the creative legend of Chamberlain Heights. Yeah. Uh, Legends of Chamberlain Heights. I apologize. You can punch me later. Nah, sorry. Uh, it's all love in here. <laughs> Talk about it, man. Talk about uh, it. Shows about three freshman high school basketball players that, that sit on the end of the bench at their high school, but they dream about becoming legends in the mm-hmm. real world, so they're going to do whatever it takes. Much like a lot of kids nowadays, they're upset with cloud chasing, just, you know, mm-hmm. hero worship, social media, all, all that good shit. But have, you know, they all have good hearts and they're just three dudes that love each other and really like kind of, it's based on my experience with my two buddies, uh, Quinn Hawking and Ike Williams. We uh, went to UCLA together. We sat on the end of the bench, but we used to just, you know, while the games are going on and you got to sit on the bench for two, three hours, you got to figure out ways to entertain yourself, especially, you know, when it's, it's, it's very realistic that you're not going to get in the game. So we would just have, you know, conversations about life, about about the world, about girls, kind of a little bit of everything, turning yeah. up. You know, everything you do when you're young in that age. So we basically took that show and used it as a vehicle for, for kids and now Hoopers nowadays just to kind of see what that world is like. And, you know, every all these kids want to be LeBron. They want to be Kobe. So how do they get there? And what about the kids who aren't going to be able to do that? That's dope. Now, what I like about your show is it reminds me a lot of Drawn Together. Do you remember Drawn Together? I mean, I saw a little bit of that, and I've heard people make that comparison. That's because they're just both wild. Like, the characters just have very, like, they say whatever they think. And, like, I think that y'all don't, if there's a joke opportunity, y'all gonna take it, no matter what the joke is. Like you were saying earlier with my LeBron, like, equal opportunity clowning. Like, I think, especially with that world, we saw, we came into Comedy Central and saw what South Park was doing, and it's like, look, we need a, a black version of that. Yes. Where, you know, in the black community, we don't hold no punches. We, we say what's on our mind. But we also tried to be socially conscious and talk about issues that were going on in the world that South Park really couldn't touch. 
and we were we were like you know we were just, uh, one of the the, the the worst things that happened in the show. We made some Trump president jokes. And we wrote those scripts in like 2015. And we're like, ain't no way this shit. We were doing it fucking sarcastically. I was trying to be funny. Then the nigga fucks around and wins. And we look like geniuses. And it was like, look, the, like that was the least of the shit I wanted to happen. But yeah, right. also like he wasn't a, trying to have a take. Like, exactly. He was just being funny. Yeah. We were just like, oh, let's make a Trump, like President Trump joke here. Just and everybody in the room's laughing like, ha ha, ain't no way that shit's going to happen. But, you know, being able to work on that show. And we would have to write those scripts like six to eight months in advance. But So we try and have to be topical and timely on shit that was going to yeah. happen. Which, as y'all know, like working in this game, that, that's rough as fuck. Especially, you don't want you don't want humor and comedy that when niggas see it, or you're saying words that are stale or old that yeah. motherfuckers have moved on from, and you're just kind of you know playing your cards and showing your hand. So we always try to just stay on top of things, but stay topical, stay relevant. Just especially for black culture, talk about issues that really impact our world. And that's because of animation, right? Like y'all yeah. have to write it ahead of time. That, that shit takes like like a year to turn around. Mm-hmm. So, but we were able to come back and, and do pickups along the way. Like we could change certain lines and whatever shit. So we were able. Like, I'm really, really adept at looking at fucking what's going on in the pop culture world and trying to implant that into the show. Like, all right, yeah, put this word in there. But also having to know, like, all right, this shit, this shit's still going to be relevant six to eight months from now. And right. having to take that gamble. Because, you know, especially in the black culture and black community, if you come with some shit that's old or played out, like, niggas going to let you have it. They going to roast just, you. And that's just what it is. And, and that's something I appreciate about your show is that, like, you know, a lot. we were just talking about, like, like a show like Atlanta, like which is a comedy, but it's, like, very loosely a comedy. And the joke's... Per page is probably like one, yeah. if not point five. Yeah, and like, sure. but your show was just like definitely. If you were to look at the script, you you pulling in like five, six jokes per page. So it was like side characters like will come in and say something wild or anything yeah, for like sure. that. I think we tried to have fun too. Is like when I looked at this whole world, is like creating a whole world. So all the shit that like we call them Easter eggs, but all the like the storefronts in the background or whatever it may. Any scene we had going on when there was an opportunity to get some jokes in, like we did this thing where they met Kobe one time. Uh, Kobe was in a helicopter and yeah. had the trophies. And they were like, all right, pass it the trophies. And the nigga said, pass. And the helicopter exploded. But, <laughs> but but added on a level of, I said after the helicopter exploded, I want the five rings to fall on the ground. Yeah. And then him to swipe up three. And that's just like, you know, whatever little little jab we can take. We had LeBron pop up on the show. And uh, we threw in a fucking uh, uh, inside, uh, survivor's remorse joke. Just because, yeah. like, like, no matter who it was, like, let's have, we always had to take a step back and say, all right, how would these kids approach it? How would these characters look at this thing? And what would they say to it? It's like, they're ignorant as fuck. And they don't, they don't have, you know. Like I would never disrespect anything LeBron's doing, but as a character, it's like, look, let's fucking uh, let's have fun with these dudes, yeah. throw a jab, but also promoting the show too, and yeah. just getting it out there, but doing it in a funny way where people, you know, we're not gonna be like, oh, we love Survivor's Remorse, like nobody's gonna nah. give a fuck. They're gonna be like, y'all nah. niggas is corny, y'all lying, yeah. But, but I'm like, that shit is bullshit. Like, yeah. and I had them laugh about it. It's just like we got to do a lot of that, and we would have so much fun just working with like a tremendously talented crew. Featuring Carl Jones, who uh, did Boondocks, got a show yeah. Sugar and Toys on Fuse mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Michael Starberry, who's heavy in the drama space now. He just got nominated for an Emmy for a When They See Us. He yep. wrote the uh, final episode with Ava. So, but he's also a fucking hilarious dude on the comedy side. Yeah. Devon Shepard, who was our showrunner, who's got a background all the way stretching back to like Fresh Prince, like all the way to now. But you know, Tiffany Haddish, Jay Farrell, Erica Badu doing the music. So we had such a, a hilarious ass crew. And people don't realize like Erica did a bunch of voices on our show. One of the funniest motherfuckers like you'll ever meet. Like she, she is probably one of the most hilarious human beings. And you know, I grew up just like idolizing her. But every, having her come by the room and just crack jokes and talk shit is just like wow, man. Like so every day for me, I experience was like oh shit, this is like we basically had assembled a dream team of a crew to really go out there and get it. You know, guys that have worked on the Boondocks, worked it on these shows where it's like, yo, we can't really give a fuck. We'll let the network pull us back, but we got to go as hard as we can. Absolutely. And every day you come into the writer's room, niggas is competing. And it's no, it's a, a healthy competition because it's like, yeah. yo, whatever joke is the best. I'm the type of dude, one of y'all niggas have a funnier joke. The shit make me laugh. Like, yeah, get my shit out of there. I don't give a fuck about hearing my joke. 
It's like what's going to resonate with the audience? Because at yeah. the end of the day, audience ain't going to know who the fuck did who what anyway. It? Yeah, no, right. they think that the character wrote it. Exactly. <laughs> they don't know who the fuck does what, whatever, whatever. Because niggas will come to me like, oh man, that's hilarious how you did this or that. I'm like, nah, Carl did that or or Quinn did that or Starberry did that, whatever it may be. I always just try to be like, look, I'm not going to take credit for shit I didn't do, but I like the that. shit that I did do, like, yeah, like yeah, I came up with this or that or whatever, or we came up with it together, whatever it may be. But I think just using that as fuel and motivation to create a high quality product, and that's not, you know, that's not what you really get in this industry a lot of times. It's kind of anytime you get a room together, you're getting personalities that you're basically trying to lie in a meeting. Not lie, but give the best version of yourself in a meeting. And who knows how you're going to mesh well with niggas that you got to spend 18 weeks with, mm-hmm. 10 to 12 hours a day, Oof. start smelling like fart and peanuts and whatever, whatever, you know. And how you going to, you know, when you got to deal with a five to six page or day rewrite on a script, how you really going to find it within? It's just like hooping or any other sport. How you gonna find it within the? All right, how are we gonna make this script good? Or the script we thought was funny as fuck when we wrote it. Now right, we got the animatic back. Everybody wasn't really laughing. Or how do we improve this and make this shit great? And that's what I think we strove strove to do every single day. I love that shit, man. And as a writer, you're you are a writer creator yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, as a writer who used to play sports, uh, who used to play ball, and then you've come over to the creative side. How much of how much of a difference is that for you? I mean, honestly, being in a writer's room is similar to being in a locker room in, in a lot of ways. 100%. Niggas, like, that's the, the thing, too, I tell about people that want to be writers and shit. It's like, look, you just got to, uh, you know, hone your craft and harness it and really go out there and get it. Because there's a lot of funny, talented motherfuckers that I'll meet. And it's like, yo, nigga, how come you're not writing? Like, go write a script, bro. Like, mm-hmm. your shit's way, the way you think and your mentality. Like, you can tell a story. Don't be so, you know, like, scared or, you know, a lot of people try and get in the writing game and they think the shit is easy. It's a formula. Like, it's just yeah. a lot of work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all niggas could be funny as fucking conversation, but now I'm like, all right, go make that three acts. Like, a lot of these Instagram niggas out here, hilarious as fuck. All right, go give me a three-act structure and a half-hour show. Nigga yeah. looking at you like, oh, I mean, I can just... They can't make the, the yeah, the story progress and all that shit. Like, yeah. this is a story, nigga. There's reasons. Like, this story you want to tell that you've got to limit to 30 pages. Like, there's a lot of shit you got to take out of it to still make it flow. Like, you know, you try and tell a story, it's a lot of real estate on that page. But it's just, you know, really just kind of going in and trying to make the shit as great as possible and... Just keep grinding, bro. Like, I tell everybody, it's hard out here, but even with the shit with Twitter, I, I use that as a vehicle. Like, no matter what, I'm creating shit every single day. Mm. Yeah. I got a song that pops in my head I want to record. Now it's like, I'm going to go over to the nigga's house. All right, put it together. We'll get it out. Anything funny that I have, it's like, look, if I can't get, I got to get this off somewhere. If it's Twitter, YouTube, wherever. So trying to embody a lot of what those Instagram dudes do, because they're, they're super talented. Like, they motherfuckers go hard. Off, you know, off the top of their head, like I don't work with some extremely talented motherfuckers on that side. So me trying to do that too to stay fresh, but then also translating that over to the entertainment side, just for the writing and all that type of shit. Yeah, my showrunner said something recent, uh, recently that like really made me think about it. He's like, a room will quickly show you who's played team sports before. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't get it until I was like, oh, what he's talking about is just like how, like you were talking about how you sat on the bench like when you were in college, but still. You knew that that wasn't like an insult to you or anything. Like, yeah. if you had to be ready, you were going to be ready. Exactly. And like, if the team wins, you are still winning, even though you weren't out there on the court. I mean, I've seen star niggas on the team get clowned by the last man on exactly. the bench. Exactly. I mean, once you, because once you get off the court or whatever, we're all just regular dudes Absolutely. shooting the shit. And like you said, in the writer's room, you'll learn quickly. Like, you get 10 to 15 niggas in that room. Everybody's trying to get the showrunner's exactly. attention and get their jokes in and exactly. get whatever. It's literally like, you know, you got to, it's a method to the madness because you don't want to be the nigga pitching hundreds of terrible jokes. No. And then basically get ostracized and told to shut the fuck up. Conversely, you don't want to be a nigga that's, that's in there just quiet as fuck, don't ever say shit because you may be super talented, but if the showrunner don't notice, then your ass is gone. Like, that's, yeah. we're going to bring in another nigga who's active. And on the other side, you may not be a good writer, but you're just a funny ass nigga with great energy that could look at some shit and be like, oh, try this or try that, or this is the new wave, or this is, mm-hmm. like, there's so Keep many. The positivity up or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. But just knowing pop culture shit, there's so many different people 
that can thrive together. Like we were talking about uh, NBA Twitter. There's so many different elements of it. You got Woj and your professional niggas. You got Dragonfly Jones, who's more your deep, like, critical thinker analysis type of dudes. I mean, you literally got M. Grass, who's fucking hilarious ass, mm-hmm. but also it has information because the nigga knows everybody. Like, but just all these dudes operating together, and we all are on kind of different wavelengths, but we all come together in this community. Yes. Like, writer's room is the same exact shit. Like, that's why I tell a lot of people, like, you can put funny ass shit up on Twitter if you really just kind of focus and harness it in, start reading scripts, start reading all the shit that you like and understand why you like it and translate that to your writing because nothing's really original in this game. Like Atlanta's like pretty, pretty much the closest thing to being outside of the box, but even that still has elements of fucking formula or whatever. So I mean, it, it, it's not like, oh, we're just doing some revolutionary shit. You watch any comedy or whatever, it's going to fall into a genre and there's a reason for that. There's things that's going to happen. There's things you got to get on the page and get out. But where you, what you can do is when you work in that script is put your creativity where, like you were saying, just drop a joke in that's really going to make people crack up. Because my thing with, like, Legends even was, like, look, if we can put, like, three to four jokes in here that people will remember for, for you know, that'll, that'll be quotables, that'll be whatever, or gifts or memes, whatever we can put out, we've done our job. Like, we're not going to have – every episode is not going to be the funniest shit in the world. But if somebody can watch and take away, oh, that Kobe scene or that LeBron scene or the scene with these niggas, you know, he, he fucking turned black or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like – that's what's going to really, that's the longevity that you'll see and able to keep going like 15, 20 years from now. Niggas still quoting coming to America shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever shit from TV shows where you still quote. I still hear a motherfucker say Hakuna Matata just thinking about the Lion King that just came out. And I'm just thinking like as I was watching this this new version of it, like that's the shit that I got my niggas because really 20, 30 years ago, like that was, but have stuck with that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you've made a, a real impact on pop Absolutely. culture. Yeah. So uh, let's say, you know, I call you up and I have, I say, it doesn't matter what the price is. I have X amount of money. You fill in that X. You could work on whatever you want with it. What is that going to be like? It could be like an album. It could be a show. Whatever it is. I'm going to fund it. I'll just hit you up. I, say, I mean, I've always had a dream of launching, especially now in the digital space and the dreaming. It's kind of just a whole entire network. Think of it like a BET if I can compare it to something. But BET for real niggas, I think the... The way that the landscape has changed now, mm-hmm. people have always kind of taken a lot of black culture and applied it to everything they do. But you even look at a lot of shows on TV now, even the black shows generally have predominantly white writers rooms or fucking, you yeah. know, it's just like the, it's just like the, the, the culture kind of gets obscured and whatever. So I've always wanted to, to create some an outlet for just basically, you know, people who are on the lower level of creative and give them the resources that they need. So think of it almost like as a black bleacher report or something like that. Yeah. Where take the funding. Y'all niggas want to do a sports show and you're, you're Yankees fans. All right. Let, let's, we'll give you the training. We'll give you yeah. the guidance. I'm going to give you the professional instruction so you can learn. I remember it was like an episode of Good Times when I was super little where it's like learn how to do all that shit so you can learn how to do what you want to do. But you can't come in saying I'm going to do whatever the fuck I feel like even with writing. Like learn the three-act structure. Learn how to do all that shit. So now if you want to fuck it up and do some crazy shit or do whatever, some Tarantino type shit, you at least know that all that shit exists to, to have the presence of mind to know I want to do something else. Yeah, learn the rules to break them. Exactly. Like, yeah. But if you want to come in and not know any of that type of shit and think you just, oh, I'm a funny nigga. Like niggas laugh at me. Like great. Like there's, believe me, I thought I was a funny nigga. So I started hanging out with like Chris Spencer and people like that mm-hmm. who are literally kind of the OGs in the game and just seeing this nigga could be funny on Whatever, one hour yeah. of sleep, where you know, just walk in this room and make everybody in here everybody fucking laugh. Die, yeah. So I think that's the main thing. But if I had bread, it would be really just kind of facilitate and really harness all these other people around the country, around the world that are super talented, that just need a little bit of guidance to understand. Oh, here's how you do audio, and here's how you do production. Here's yeah. lighting, just simple shit. And I don't knock because I look again. I love like Instagram influencers and all these type of people because they can literally just take a phone and get millions of views. The audio will sound shitty. The whatever will sound terrible. But it's also like I think we've also now. Kids nowadays, they've come to expect that instead of expecting how to do like 
Because you know, high quality work doesn't cost a lot of money to make. No. You just need the, the correct the resources. Like, like y'all, y'all are doing this shit on nice mics. Y'all not trying to do this shit on a phone and a fucking janky ass audio sound and whatever. It's just simple shit. So giving kids the resources and access to do that shit to really harness to make them great. I think was something I would take with that money and do. And obviously, yeah. I'll make bread off that because I'll be putting out content that of course. everybody wants to watch. And you centralize all of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. But I feel yeah. like there's so many talented dudes like dudes like yourself, dudes like Carl out there in the world who need, I mean, we kind of have to play this game where we have to go to networks and get them to see our vision. And it's like, well, y'all, you I mean, you're at the club, hang with your friend. If you try to explain that story to an exec, they're not going to really, they've never really done the club thing. I mean, yeah. I, I may be able to understand and correlate, oh, well, me and my buddies have drinks at the bars and like one of my buddies got a yeah. little too drunk. But they're not going to understand that impact on the world until they see black people respond to it, which I yeah. think, especially kids y'all age and younger nowadays, y'all niggas are so in touch and in tune with what's going on in the universe that somebody like myself, I'm 37, I try to stay cool and relevant. That's why I do as much shit as I do. But I know like my number, my days are numbered. Like I'm about mm. to be an old ass nigga very, very soon. So it's literally like, how do you, how do you set up now for this next generation to now flourish and thrive with, with as many? I like to say, like, try and keep y'all as unfiltered as possible. Yeah. And really, like, we can fix the shit we need to fix, but let y'all just flourish, man. Like, shit, y'all got so much talent and know the game. It's like the way the old people look at me nowadays. Like, they look at my generation like we had a lot of technology and shit, so they think, like, we, we, we shortchanged or cheated the system. It's like, no, nigga. The amount of information I can get now from Twitter like, y'all couldn't get that for, like, three weeks. Like, mm-hmm. right. what I get in an hour and everything, every piece of news, notes, whatever, videos, all that type of shit. Yeah. Like, that shit used to take y'all niggas months. Months. <laughs> so yeah. you were just living a slower pace. Like, we're now, yeah. even now with y'all, like, y'all generation, I got to keep up with y'all because y'all just go, y'all motherfucker go get a camera and go make a movie. Like, like right. it's nothing. Like, it's yeah. whatever. Niggas going to Sundance with iPhone movies. <laughs> yeah, you know? And yeah. that's, and they're good. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, they're high quality shit. So that's what I would use the bread for is really kind of create a studio or a platform where, like, you tell me all the money I could get, I would start small, obviously, regionally, but try and grow that shit and really give the kids the training. And it's like, look, listen to this training, take it with a great grain, grain of salt, but learn what you need to learn, and then you can learn how to do the other shit that Absolutely. you want to try. Absolutely. Take some risks. Like, try it, nigga. We'll see. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Like That's probably that one of the best answers we've had. I appreciate yeah. y'all. And, and an answer, and we've had some good ones, but that one was an answer that actually includes... It wasn't just about you. Yeah, it was nah, about exactly. Yeah, it was about what can I do for other people. Honestly, bro, I like like I had to slow it down a little bit, but niggas would be sending me scripts. Anybody who reached out, I try and just help and teach them as much as I could. Because like, look, I don't want to die with this shit, and I want I want everybody to flourish. When I look at dudes like Diallo, who, who's doing our Southside, mm-hmm. and Carl, who's got his shit crap. Like I'm like I'm encouraged. I like I like look. There's so much TV and so much content that's needed. Like I can't have all of it. Like what the fuck? Like I'm yeah. gonna let, I want y'all niggas to thrive. Yeah, and I want to be able supportive. Because I found, like, I mean, I've met so many dudes through, like, social, like, Larry Wilmore and people like that who are literally just supportive as fuck. And it's like, nigga, do you know, like, just you you acknowledging me, how that makes me feel? Right. And how much, you know, how much motivation you just giving me Facts. to try and be like you? Facts. And I think a lot of those dudes, like, I met, like, Carl, for example, Carl Jones, like, Carl will help out with whatever, like, what you need, my nigga, like, and I just from learning and watching dudes like that, it's like, well, let me help this next generation of people out to get where they want to be. Like, I can't have everything, and I don't want everything. But I want y'all niggas to be successful. It's like, shit, y'all are talented too. Let's fucking Let's entertain me. I can't just watch all my shit. I want to watch right. good shit. Like, fuck. <laughs> right. right. I fuck with that heavy, man. Josiah, man, this has been dope from basketball on. I'm loving all the shit that you were saying about. Like, actually, I'm, I'm as fucking rich as my poorest person on my team. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah. it's like that Jay-Z line. Like, yo, you got as much money as the last nigga on your exactly. Uh, Which is something that. I feel we cared about more is yeah. who's in your circle and yo, we let's, let's get this shit together. I'm not saying like, yo, don't care, care about yourself too. Yeah, you got to sure. care about yourself. For sure. 
If, yeah. SNL, if SNL comes calling and it's between us three, we all gonna like I'm not gonna expect one of y'all niggas to 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 pull up in the race because you feel bad for me. Like we all got to go get it and make the best person win. Right. But simultaneously, now if I'm able to get that plug and build something from it, and I got some bread and some opportunity to do some shit. Like who do you think I'm filling a room with? Like right. once you give me that power, like who you know I'm, I'm rolling with my niggas who are hitters, like that go out there and get it, like. It ain't no buddy-buddy shit. It's like, let's get the, the best squad possible. And let's get this shit together, man. I love it. Josiah, where can people find you, especially your Twitter? People got to hit that Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow Josiah, go do it for the best content on Twitter, in my opinion. Where can people find you, my man? Twitter handle is KingJosiah54, King, J-O-S-I-A-H-5-4, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm starting to try and expand to YouTube because I need more bread. I got kids I need to feed. Just with the, <laughs> obviously doing all the shit, other shit I'm doing, but... Come hang out. I don't really uh, feed the trolls as much anymore, but I used to really enjoy all that. But I'm just literally putting content, having good discussions, yeah. really trying to elevate other niggas as much as possible and, like, you know, just let people know how talented they are. So you want to come into discussion as long as you keep it peaceful and, and friendly and whatever. Like, you feel free to disagree with me. I don't give a fuck. But don't wish cancer on my family or, you know, shit like yeah, that. Wish like death that. on It's like, nigga, we're too old for all that. It's 2019. Let's get it together. But yeah. that's where you can follow me at. And you got some shit you want people to watch, that you want uh, people to know about that you got coming down the pipe? Uh, just support. I mean, I'm working for this company, Attention Now, doing a lot more stuff in, like, the social issue space, really just trying to, to highlight all the stuff going on in the world. So feel free to come over there and watch Attention. Uh, attention on, Attention.com on IG and Attention on Facebook is where, where a lot of this stuff lives and obviously also developing a lot of dick and fart and sports related shit on the other side and always kind of grind and hustle. So yeah, I just yeah. try and stay stay on people's radars. And people can watch uh, Legends of Chamberlain Heights on Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. Comedy Central app, I think it mm-hmm. still may be on uh, on demand, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, or if you got a bootleg or two, I know I'll talk to a lot of people and it's hard for them to find. If you, there's tons of places to watch it. I just want you to watch it at this point. So just support it. And uh, whenever you make the creative legend of Chamberlain Heights. <laughs> Let me know, man. I want to watch that. I yeah, want to watch that. You want that lead part? I want that lead part. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Jaquise at Jaquise Neal on all social media. At Edgar Montplazier on the Twitter, Alphagram on the gram. Summer um, is here. It's been here, y'all. It's been here. It's been Do here. not miss the chance to hop on a nice Culture Kings uh, 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 tank top. God damn. It's the Nips Out Summer, Crop y'all. Top. Have a little bit of fun. Uh, you can see all of that. Tpublic.com slash Culture Kings. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been fun. I hope you had fun. Josiah, thanks for rolling through. Appreciate y'all. Edgar, you have a lovely day. Hey, you have a lovely day too, my man. Everybody else, peace out, niggas.